you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here by myself for a solo episode, and you know what that means. I'm coming at you with an affirmation post-Rich Bitch Bath, and we're going to talk boundaries today. It's something I've wanted to talk about in a solo episode and something that I've really been working on the last couple years, and it kind (laughs) of like just got put on my heart extra this week because of pop culture. The Jonah Hill controversy kind of triggered me, not in like a bad way, but like triggered me to remember that I wanted to talk about this. So here we are. Anyway, I'm going to start with affirmation first and then we'll get into it. But I've had this one written in my notes for a while. It's something that I've referred to over the last couple of years because I just think it's so good, especially in regard to boundaries. It's I'm worthy of continuously upholding my own boundaries I can set boundaries without fear of retaliation because I'm in control of what I accept and I honor my conscience. And I love that last part, honoring my conscience. It's so good. It's not something we think about a lot. And to me, and truly what I believe boundaries are, they're, they're honoring your conscience. They're honoring you and um, what you need and what you want from people and what you deserve from people. But we'll get into that. So little life update because it's relevant. Me and Brittany went to Palm Springs on Sunday this week, Sunday to Monday. Little 24-hour girl getaway. And if you didn't listen to her episode last week, by the way, listen. It was so good. We had such a good conversation. Got real deep and raw about uh, the healing journey and relationships. So definitely give it a listen. But we were talking and in the midst of just our unwinding and Zen in Palm Springs, the Jonah Hill text messages came out. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't want to spend too much time on him and the whole situation. But essentially, his ex-girlfriend posted and released old text messages from him asserting his quote unquote boundaries. She opened up about, you know, her journey of healing and wanted to share these text messages. And it became very controversial and a lot of people had a lot to say. But to me and a lot of people, um, Jonah Hill was just exercising the word boundary in a toxic way. He was toxically and manipulatively using the word to get his way, whether it was intentional or not. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't know him. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. No idea. But I think he's the perfect example of what I'm going to talk about kind of today, which is I think that the behavior of him asserting the word boundary when trying to demand that she doesn't wear a swimsuit in photos as a surfer, (laughs) like be fucking for real, Um, or like you know, saying that this is his boundary, but really he's just trying to control her, you know, like you can really see this in the text messages. I think the behavior is just a reflection of like self-healing and work that still needs to be done. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. And I think it's just, I mean, for today's conversation purposes, I'm using this as an example because it's very relevant and there's like actual evidence and receipts you can look to kind of see what I'm talking about. But The point is boundaries aren't means of self-healing. They aren't like rules to help you cope and control a situation or a person. They aren't the way you get what you want. 
They aren't the way you get over insecurities. They're a tool to help provide like healthy communication relationships. And they're the line that allows us to honor our conscience. They're for us. They're for you. They're not for anyone else. And I want to talk about the way that I've really implemented boundaries in my life in big and small ways. I think a lot of times we forget how much we're in control of our own boundaries. The word boundary, it's thrown around so much. And that's why I call it therapy jargon. I think it's really beautiful that the internet has opened up in a really authentic, unapologetic way. I feel really honored to be a part of that mental health community and contribute to it. But I almost feel like it's become toxic in some ways too, because people are using therapy jargon where it's like boundary to get what they want or to manipulate situations or to not have to dig deeper and self-reflect more. They're just wanting to control or, and they don't even realize they're doing it. They're just like, this is my boundary. And the reality is that you don't have to shout boundary from the rooftops or repeat boundary over and over to assert a boundary. You just have to honor your conscience and you have to be vulnerable and communicate with the people in your life about how you feel about things. And if people don't respect that, then there are certain things you can do. I think the point is that the word boundary has become, I don't know, almost misunderstood. And I don't think people really understand what a boundary is and how powerful boundaries can be in your life and how you can uphold them for yourself because no one else is responsible for upholding your boundaries except for you. I think the people you let in your life should love, respect, and care for you. And by respecting your boundaries and honoring your boundaries, they're doing that, but it's not their responsibility to uphold them. It's yours. And I learned this lesson big time the last year and a half. And I think like the actual moment and pivotal moment it happened was when I was in therapy and I was literally crying to my therapist, like shamelessly about how this person was not upholding my boundaries and I couldn't believe it. And it was just continuously happening and they weren't upholding my boundaries. And I remember Virginia, if you guys have been here for a while, you know that my therapist's name is Virginia. She looked at me and she was like, how can you expect anyone to uphold your boundary if you are not upholding it yourself? And that like really shook me a bit. She like just dropped a bar on me like that because I realized that I was so upset that these people weren't upholding my boundaries. And I was just like yelling and complaining, like, you're not upholding my boundaries. Like this is my boundary. And I kept just throwing out that word and using it, but I wasn't even honoring the boundary I was talking about. Therefore the boundary just didn't even exist. I wasn't acknowledging and actually like exercising my boundary. And that's hard. It takes work. It's not just throwing out the word boundary. It actually takes energy and effort and vulnerability to say how you feel and then continuously uphold that boundary. And I realized in that moment that I was just getting upset and upset and upset at people for not treating me the way I wanted to be treated. I was telling them how I felt, but I wasn't walking away or disengaging with situations and people when it went against my conscience. And if I wasn't doing that, how did I expect them to learn to do that or even want to do it? So I thought I would talk today about ways that I kind of have done this in big and small ways. Cause this is kind of like a deep, this can be a very deep conversation, but it also can be a light conversation. And I think a lot of times we don't think about boundaries as something for ourselves too, in regard to our time and our energy. So I thought I would talk about like four ways that I've been really upholding and laying down boundaries for myself. And I 
honestly have seen a lot of parts of my life start to heal, mend, and elevate because I've been doing this. So first one is like a big one. Eliminate, I wrote down, I have notes, eliminate toxicity on your end, my end, your end, us. (laughs) Again, boundaries are for you not for anybody else. So eliminate toxicity on your end. For me, that meant upholding the boundary. It meant that if uh, people actually cared about me and they loved me and wanted me in their life, they were going to uphold the boundary. And if they didn't, I needed to disengage calmly and maturely walk away, not participate in conversation. I think a lot of times, especially like in the mental health world, people are like, you need to talk it out. You always need to talk it out. You need to like communicate, which is true in a lot of senses, but I think in this instance, like it's okay to walk away. Sometimes it's okay to flight. Sometimes it's okay to step away and say to yourself, like, look, this person is obviously not getting it. I need to take a step back. And maybe this isn't like the proper terms, but Hey, I'm not a therapist. This is just from my experience. I feel like a lot of people, especially if you are dealing with maybe toxic family members or just like someone that you like have to maintain a relationship with They think it's almost like bluff, like, especially if you're not upholding a boundary, like you say how you feel, but then you're letting this person continuously treat you a certain way. Like I almost feel like subconsciously people like are going to treat it as bluff. And so when you actually disengage and you actually step away and you honor yourself and you honor your conscience, when your boundary, your feelings, the line you've set for yourself is not being upheld. That shows the other person that you're unwilling to be in a toxic conversation, be in a toxic argument, deal with something that you've already said you're not okay with without actually having to be like, you're breaking my boundary. You're crossing my boundary. You're disengaging. You know, this could look different for everyone. For me, the way I handled it was that I actually like left. I would hang out with this person and if shit started hitting the fan or if my felt like my feelings and quote unquote boundary wasn't being upheld, I would just calmly and maturely say, look, I'm going to go. And the more and more I did that, the more and more I felt like this person took me seriously and our relationship started to mend. And if it didn't start to mend, that would have been a really big sign to me that this person didn't care about me. And that this person maybe wasn't someone that I needed in my life. And maybe this was someone that I was going to need to delete. I think another way you can honor boundaries is doing the things you say you're going to do or not going to do. I've repeated this quote so many times because it is a life motto, but confidence is keeping the promises to yourself. And honoring your conscience is keeping the promises to yourself. If you say that you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're not going to do something, don't do it unless you genuinely change your mind. If you say, and this works on like a casual level too. If you say you're only going to go out for one drink because you only want to go out for one drink, leave after one drink. Respect your wantings and your time. And time is a huge one. And I also wrote that down because a lot of people don't think about time as a boundary, but time is a boundary. It's a self boundary. Time is so valuable and so important to me. I would say it's one of my top, 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 boundaries. I was saying yes to everything, everything. And it caused me so much stress. It caused me shitty work weeks. It caused me to produce shitty work. And it, it just violated my conscience. I hated doing things that I didn't want to do. It made me grumpy. It made me bitchy. It made me inauthentic. And I hate that feeling. So it made me realize that I needed to start creating boundaries around time in my life. So kind of going on a different tangent, like 
in my work life, I started assigning days to things instead of just like having random ass to-do lists all the times. Like I'm obsessed with to-do lists. It's how I stay organized, but I started actually assigning myself days to things and keeping boundaries with my days. For instance, like Mondays are completely dedicated to the podcast. A thought may creep in like, Ooh, I really need to film that. If it's not like an emergency, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep the promise to myself. I'm going to keep the boundary and I'm going to stay on task. It's a way I've honored my work schedule. And it's a way that I've actually built confidence because I know that I'm organized and that my time is a boundary in my life. It's a boundary that I've set and that I'm continuously honoring. I say no to a lot now. My new year's resolution, one of them was saying no to LA more. I get invited to a lot of stuff in LA, which I'm so thankful for. And I love going out there and networking and being more in the community. Cause it's no secret that the influencer community is definitely more prevalent there, but it took so much time. It took so much energy out of me. It really put me at a disadvantage in my work and personal life because I wasn't able to show up hundred percent. I feel like in general, a lot of us, especially women have a hard time saying no, we feel like we're bad people or that we're not doing enough. And I just want to remind you that saying no does not make you a bad person. Saying no is not a bad thing. You're not wrong or bad for saying no to things that are not a priority or not aligned with you. I think making a mental or even physical list of what your priorities are helps a lot as well. And I'm not going to lie. These things are hard. They take dedication. They take practice, especially the ones that have to do with people in your relationships, with your family, with your friends, with your significant others. It's hard. Interpersonal relationships are hard in general. Holding boundaries and honoring your conscience is no easy feat. But let me tell you, when you do it and you keep doing it, it gets easier and easier and easier. And the people around you start to change and you start attracting good, successful, like-minded people. The people in your life who are meant to be there, who care about you and love you are going to honor your boundaries. And the more and more I've kept the promises to myself and the more and more I've held my boundaries, the easier it's gotten and the less I've had to do it, to be honest. But anyway, I don't know if any of this made sense, um, but I really felt led to talk about this because I've just had multiple instances in my life recently where I've seen the good that's come from actually holding my boundaries and focusing on the me part of boundaries and not the other people part of boundaries. I have been able to form new types of relationships with people I never thought I'd be able to. The moment that I, for lack of a better word, stopped bluffing about the way I wanted to be treated was the moment that things started to align and people started treating me the way I was supposed to be treated and the moment that it was easier to walk away from the people that didn't need to be in my life. And it was the moment that I felt responsible for outcomes. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you all these things to give you a few examples of how you can really exercise boundaries and really focus on yourself and also just remind you all that we're all human. We're not exempt, you know, Jonah Hill is not the only one doing this. We're all guilty of falling into these types of patterns instead of doing the work fully and addressing our insecurities and getting to the root of issues. We are tantruming, demanding and defending boundaries, quote unquote, that are selfish and projections and ways to manipulate and control. And some of us aren't bad people and we're not doing it on purpose, but. Boundaries and ultimatums are different. 
Boundaries and threats are different. Boundaries and need for control are different. If I can leave you with anything, I just want to remind you that boundaries are a way to honor your conscience. And you don't really need to use the word boundary to set a boundary. I'm not joking when I say that there are some relationships in my life that I never thought would be where they are right now. And they definitely still need work. But because I have been dedicated to honoring my boundaries without actually using the word boundary, things have progressed and they've moved forward and there's been healing. But I think focusing on ourselves and being a little bit selfish in this way instead of selfless, it's not always about everybody else. It's about you and being able to keep the promises to yourself, honor yourself, be able to say no, be able to carve out time for yourself, be able to prioritize what's important to you, be able to speak how you feel and walk away from things that don't align with you is a way that you can continue to exercise boundaries. But anyway, I don't know if any of that made sense. I feel like I always say that because it just feels like a blurb when I'm like venting into the microphone by myself. DMs are open. Let me know if there's anything you would want me to talk about. A few people have asked me to talk about like my day to day and like how I like separate my days and like the nitty gritty of like staying motivated and like all of that. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know. I hope you guys have a good week. Please rate and review the podcast. I appreciate all support. Follow at how I see it pod on literally all platforms and follow me at how Han sees it. If you aren't already have a good week, guys, honor your conscience. You deserve it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired. Do not forget to rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow How I See It Pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next. And if you're not already, come join the fam and follow at How Hand Sees It. Thank you guys.